0: Thank you for tuning in to The Victory is Greater Than the Struggle, an ex been podcast with myself, your host, I am Jessica Newsome. I just wanna first say real quick, if you enjoy this podcast, if you enjoy the YouTube uh, channel, please rate, subscribe, review, and uh, share it with other people. If you want to donate to this ministry, please do. You can go to www.loveatthecross.com. I'm able to minister to people around the globe because of your donations, okay? I minister to people. I do uh, uh, one-on-one mentoring calls with them and I do it for free. And I love what I do and I never want anyone to feel as though they need to pay me in order for me to carve out time from my schedule to minister to them. I want to freely give to them. So if you want to freely give to this ministry, please do. There's a link somewhere at the end of this. Now, I wanted to talk to you guys about struggling, straight struggling. If you are a person who struggles, which I can be a person that struggles quite often. I was talking to someone yesterday and I was kind of spilling the tea on myself. I was telling them, They were just talking about how they were struggling and how, how come, you know, God is the only way to get to better. How come there's, you know, the road to God is narrow and the road to hell is wide. Can't just God just wave a magic wand and I not struggle um and I just follow his path, right? If he's so good, why can't he just make everything perfect right now and everyone be on their, you know, path, the trajectory to heaven and the enemy just cease. I get it right? I get it. But as I was spilling the tea on myself, what I mean by that is I just started rolling. I was like, yo, okay. When it comes down to following God, no, it's not easy. But the more you fill yourself up with God, the more it's easier to follow God. The more you fill yourself up with the things of the Bible and all that stuff, the like that's what comes out of you. Whatever you put in, that's what comes out. So if I am sowing in my life, if if I am soaking in um um just negative conversations, uh, people who who curse around me, and I'm not fellowshipping with fr- uh, with uh. Uh, other like-minded Christians and stuff, if I'm filling myself up with the world, what's gonna come out? The world, I'ma start cussing a little bit, right? I'ma start doing this, a little bit of that. Things that God would not really be pleased about, right? Things that I wasn't doing before when I was in a good fellowship of like-minded believers. When I was spending more time in the word of God and spending time in, in his presence, that's what would come out of me. Um, me being more patient, me being more kind, Uh, no cursing, nothing like that, right? So whatever you put in, that's what comes out. It's almost like trying to use something for the wrong purpose. And when I'm talking about using something, I'm talking about you. If you take a toy car and you are trying to hammer a nail into the wall with a toy car, it's not gonna work, right? It may work a little bit, but you're gonna break that car and that nail isn't gonna go all the way in, right? That toy car is not used for the purposes of hammering. A hammer is, right? But a lot of times we are using ourselves, this vessel for the wrong purpose. What do I mean by that? What I mean is we're out here doing life our our, our way and we're just like, man, if I'm just a good person, yada, yada, I should be able to go to heaven, this, that, and the other. And we are not necessarily falling uh, um, in line with the things of God. We aren't seeking God. So there's this gnawing discontentment. There's this thing on the inside of us that says, hmm, I just don't feel all the way comfortable with how I'm living my life. And that's God not only calling you, but that's you realizing that this is not what you were created for. You want total peace, total uh, contentment. You have to fall in line with what God created you to be. So let's look, look real quick at James chapter two. It says this and four, two, three, four. It says, count it all joy. Sorry, James chapter one. Okay. Verse two, three, and four. Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. And let steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. What is steadfastness? What does that mean? It means firmly fixed in place. It's immovable, not subject to change. It's firm in belief, determination. It's loyal. Okay? So count it joy when you go through trials of all different kinds because those trials, that testing, it produces steadfastness, your roots to be dug down firmly in the root of God. You think of a giant sequoia tree, it takes a lot to knock that thing down because its roots are huge and they're dug deep into the ground and it is firm in its foundation. So the more we endure trials, It's not that if you just go through so many trials, things just automatically get better. No, but you learn and you grow through those trials. Those trials make you stronger and wiser, right? You come out through the other side, having applied the word of God and holding on to uh, God's uh, uh, loving hand through the trial, through the fire. And you realize that his word comes out uh, uh, complete in the end. God says that he'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you, right? And so Going through the trial, you will see that if you just stick close to God, that he will never leave you, nor will he forsake you. But so many times we're the ones that let go of God's hand. God's hand, And then we blame him for the reason why we didn't see the end of that tunnel, uh, uh, the way the Bible says we should. God says to stick close to me, right? Stick close to me. We can't, Stay far away from God doing our own thing and expect for God to come through and do everything in His Word that He says He's going to do. God's like, Yeah, I need for you to be obedient to me, right? You want to graduate college you got to take all of the classes you have to pass the test it's not easy but at the end you will reap that reward and you're like i get it i get why i had to take that class i get why i failed this midterm because i didn't really study the way i should and then i retook it and i got a better grade on it and now that class prepared me for my next class That's stuff our trials, our testing produces perseverance and steadfastness so that we are immovable in our faith. And it says that those things, when it has its full effect, we may be perfect. We will be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Who are we supposed to be emulating in the Bible? It's Jesus. He was perfect. He was complete he was lacking nothing. And the Bible says that we're supposed to be imitators of Jesus Christ. So if we stop using our vessel to live a life apart from God, which is not what it's created for, right? If we stop doing that and we turn to God and we're like, okay, God, I'm going to start seeking you and following you, we will begin to understand and walk in our full potential and identity in Christ Jesus. So this vessel, this body that we have, it's made for the spirit to live in us along with our soul. Our soul is ourselves, right? Our soul, my soul, that's Jessica. But the spirit of God who lives on the inside of me is the advocate who will help me to live right is 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 the person who 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 reminds me of the word of god who helps me to seek the word of god right it's jesus like jesus said i'm leaving so that the advocate can come and the advocate is there to do what jesus was doing with the 12 disciples he walked with them he led them um, into what it meant to be a follower of Christ Jesus, uh, sorry, a follower of God. He showed them what that looked like on a day to day basis. So our vessel, if it's just our soul that's in there and we don't have the spirit of God in there, we, we never said, God, I submit to you. I surrender my life to you. I make you the Lord of, of, of my life. And I accept the Holy spirit on the inside of me. If we do that, But we don't grow as Christians, we end up being double-minded. How many people do you know, say they're Christian, or maybe they grew up Christian at one point in in time, they gave their life to Christ, but now they're on the fence all the time. They're always on the fence about uh, serving the Lord and living for self. It eventually manifests into um, trying to rationalize why it's okay to do life their way and how God should be okay with that because he's a loving God. It's being on the fence. It's being double-minded. God, how come I can't, you know, uh, just have you in my heart, but I go out and be a quote unquote good person unto earthly standards of what that means and everything be fine. I don't have to spend time in worship with you, right? I don't have to, um, I don't have to necessarily be like Jesus because that's too hard. That's being double minded. That's having the spirit on the inside of you, but you are torn between righteousness and worldliness because you have not grown in the things of God. Maybe you dabbled in growth a little bit and you had this little, this little uh, blurb where, or this season where you're on fire for God. Do you remember what that was like? Do you remember how your life was just changed and God was just flowing through you? You had joy. You had peace that surpassed understanding. You were being nice to people, right? You were not short tempered. You were loving. This is because your heart was turning towards God. It was turning from the world towards God and living a life pleasing to God. It isn't by works, it's not by works. Work says, well, I need to do X, Y, and Z. Be a good person, do all this stuff, and God will be pleased with me. God's like, wait a second, I gave my son to die on the cross. You don't have to live by works anymore. That thing is, is is dead and gone. What I want is for you to seek me and find me, and you will find me if you seek me with all of your heart, and I will begin to change your heart. You don't have to live by works. You don't have to change the exterior Um, so that people can see you as a godly person or a Christian person. It's not about cleaning the outside of your cup, but it's about the inside of your cup. It's your heart. That's where God wants to change you. He wants to change you from the inside out. Someone was talking to me and they were like, Jessica, you know, uh, I've been struggling with homosexuality and God's been talking to me and I'm turning over, you know, my life to him and I'm excited about this. But the people at church are telling me that, you know, I need to stop wearing dude clothes and I need to put on a dress and all that stuff. I don't feel comfortable. Man, I tell them all day long, where would you want to wear to church? Right? Right come as you are every christian who comes to god every person that comes to god they come as they are and god begins to change them i'm not saying you should wear whatever you want you should look like you're going to the club no but when people are first coming to god they're giving god themselves they're giving god their first fruit they're like here i am god this is me unlike just all out here. This is who I am. Do what you want with it. And over time, as you grow in the things of God, he begins to turn your heart. What does that mean? Um, I was telling someone, uh, all of a sudden what that means is maybe one day you just feel like putting on eyeliner, something you've never done before and you liked it, you know, and then maybe a couple of weeks later you felt like, you know, wearing a dress or wearing clothes like colors other than black, whatever the case is but it's God who changes our hearts. We don't need to live by works. We don't need to do these outer things to please people or think that we're pleasing God. God isn't stunted by that. He's not like, oh, wow, you're wearing dresses now and you aren't wearing fit is the church. Look at you, you're so good. No, he knows your heart and that's what matters. So where would you wanna to wear to church? You know, please, if, I mean, if you're if you're coming in there in your underwear and like, you know, uh, like clo- clothes like you go into the strip club. I don't know. No, you work at a strip club. Hopefully you have enough conviction where you're like, okay, I might need to put some clothes on. But what I'm saying is you may not come in looking like church folks. Okay. And that's okay. God will change you one day at a time. And it's in his timing that you're changed, not other people. So our soul with a spirit and no growth, you're double-minded. Okay. But a soul Without the spirit is nothing but a vessel that is far removed from God. These are people that are like doing whatever they want. They don't care. They're out there, um, sinning according to the word of God, right? Um, Uh, people that think maybe it's okay to like molest children or, 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 uh, have sex with children, um, or whatever, like that's more on the heavier side, but it could even be lighter side people that just don't give any glory to God. Don't acknowledge God in anything that they do think that they're the God of their own life. I am going to achieve my goal. I got my house. I got this right. And they're just obtaining those worldly, uh, 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 desires but all that stuff can be washed away. Give, give them one good storm. Give them, give them one bad boss. Boom, you're fired. Boom, everything that you have built on this earth has now crumbled down. All you need to get is canceled. All you need to get is canceled by some outside source to bring you toppling down. Anything that is not of God will not stand. It will not stand so a soul without the spirit it's a vessel that is far removed from god it's like that that child's toy being used as a hammer you're not being used in the full potential that you were created for you think you are according to your own standard but it's not complete it's not completely fulfilling at all you're empty inside whether you want to acknowledge it or not There's times when you acknowledge it and that's when you're at home by yourself in your thoughts and in your feelings and you feel this sense of emptiness. Okay. But the soul with the spirit and growth, it is power, authority, and identity. You have the power of Jesus Christ, the authority of Jesus Christ, and you are walking in your identity of who God has called you to be. You are an imitator of Jesus Christ. Do you have it all perfect? No. Do you mess up still every now and then? Yes. Right. But you're, you aren't making a habit of these different sins. Right. Um, but you are an imitator of Jesus Christ. Now all of a sudden, and I'm being serious, like now all of a sudden you are walking in the power and authority of God and you're out here just feeling bold and confident on on your job when everyone else is tripping because they're having layoffs, right? You are feeling bold and confident as you're walking down the street And you're maybe walking around a whole bunch of people that's super classy, right? And they're wearing like the cute new clothes. I don't know. I'm not a big clothes person, but everyone looks fancy around you and you just got on sweatpants and a t-shirt. A lot of people would feel insecure in moments like this, right? But you don't even care because you know that you are richer than they are. They are have an outer cup that is clean, right? They look good, but the inside of them, they are empty because they are not walking in their power, authority, and identity in Christ. There are a bunch of cars being used for something that they are not meant to be used for, but you can wear sweatpants, <laughs> can wear a hoodie, whatever the case is, and you be full of power, love, and grace, and authority, and so confident because you know who you are and whose you are. I hope that you guys enjoy this. I don't wanna talk too long, but as usual, if you want to uh, have a one-on-one meeting with me, I am here. I try to get back to you within, uh, uh, I always say like 48 hours. I'm gonna have to extend that to three days, okay? Um, But I always get back to you as soon as possible. And I would love to do a one-on-one with you, hear your heart, hear your story, and be able to give any type of insight um, or any type of um, encouragement that I can give to you along your journey um, in, this, in this world, on this path that you're walking on. I love you guys. Again, if you want to donate, please check out one of the links. Um, we would love for you guys to donate uh, and rate, subscribe, review. I love you. See you next time, guys.